0: The seven The seven day then welcome back to the teapot episode of the seven day boogie it is i earl gray himself uh the boogeyman jordan tolford i am here to speak to you about a lot of things and it's really a lot of things all within one thing um that is a very confusing movie that i watched and we're getting right into the boogie pick this week but i watched a good movie and i think you should watch it too Big, huge spoiler alert. We're going to there wasn't really a good way to talk about this movie without, um, you know, really getting into the nitty gritty of the very few things I understood about it. But I brought my good friend, my science buddy, Blair, back to the podcast to talk about Annihilation. Blair, what's up, my dude? Not much, man. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited and, to talk about this strange movie yeah and this you you had actually recommended this this is a movie that you had wanted to to watch and i was all the way down for it because i had heard um i'd heard of it and i know that like my roommates had watched it and they were into it and they actually were just recently had read the book or like the short yeah novel that it's based on that i'm now gonna read um to sound smart and the I was really into it. I really liked it. As soon as I started watching it, and anyone that doesn't know your background, um, before I butcher it, you are a scientist. You are a biologist. There's a more distinct title that you will say now.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what I, would, what I would say. If you want to get more specific, I study evolution and genomics. Yes. Um,
0: genomics. That was the word yeah. I was actually looking for. Yeah. Does that make you like a genomist?
1: genomicist i guess is the genomicist i think but that sounds weird That's saying tight. it i don't know i yeah biologist <laughs> is good enough
0: but there's a lot of like dna like there yeah. first like, there's a lot of that type of uh talk in this movie so <laughs> i think uh that it was a really good pick and i was super excited watching it to see some of the things that you know you and i have kind of touched on at least like fun characteristics about some animals and shit and then um also just seeing how this is a this is a fun movie that's gonna that's gonna be rad to talk to you about so we're gonna get right into it brief overview of the plot right and also again mad spoilers on the (laughs) way like infinite spoilers because i need to know every i need to like go pretty much point by point with blair on this to to pretty much validate any of my, of my ideas and to see <laughs> if he agrees with me and well, if i'm smart uh because yeah, if blair me, agrees uh, let me then preface i'm smart
1: this by saying i don't fully understand this movie either but we can yeah we but, can talk about that later
0: yeah but if you and i have the same idea then i'll feel, you, you know yeah. just that i get grouped into i'm also a genomist so uh But friend, the (laughs) friend of the pods, genomicist is me. So major spoilers. If you haven't seen Annihilation, um, it's available a lot of places. I'll give you the time right now to go watch it. And you're back. So we're going to get right into it. The Annihilation plot is essentially Natalie Portman is married to um, Special Operations Oscar Isaacs. And... They are like they've both served in the military. The husband has gone on like more missions, I guess. And she is now focusing basically on being like a uh, she's also a biologist and she studies like cancer cells specifically, um, which kind of like opens up the, the whole thought in this um, movie in the beginning. Like she's talking into a, a classroom, but basically her husband goes on this mission that she doesn't know much about comes back is acting funny has these adverse like reactions basically has like symptoms of organ failure come to find out he had gone into this area of like the panhandle of Florida basically um called now that's called territory X that had been basically secluded from the rest of the world because of this weird aura that has kind of enveloped this whole area that everyone is calling the shimmer And they're sending teams into what's called like this expanding area called the shimmer. It's like this big snow globe of terror and they're sending teams in. They're getting nothing back. So Natalie Portman and all the team I thought this was really smart. All the teams that have gone in are military, but Natalie Portman is a biologist and all these things are happening to her husband, the only person that's ever come back. And he's basically like turning into a hot pocket from the inside out (laughs) um so she's like i can go in i can figure out what's going on like i'm a very smart person i've also been in the military so like we can do this and the person that owns the base is like well that's so funny that you said that because i'm a smart person also my name is dr something cool and ventress Ventress." yes i almost said Voorhees, but that's because i've been watching a lot of friday (laughs) the 13th lately um shout out to tom savini but the dr ventris has like a crew of um like very small there's like a communications expert there's a medic from chicago shouts out to Chyton, the um and then dr ventris and then they bring on oh there's also another uh scientist that had like recently lost a child so they're all going in trying to figure out what's going on in the shimmer and they bring in Natalie Portman's character to round out this ragtag group, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like their first uh, full scientist team. They just kind of sent in military groups beforehand and no one Stay came back. back. So they, yeah. So they assemble a team of scientists, which, you know, you'd think they'd kind of team up with the military guys a little earlier on, but it's either
0: or. Yeah. Well, they say like 13 (laughs) missions or so? like we've been doing this for so so long. It's
1: been like a year and yeah, they still don't really have any answers about what the thing is, what's causing it, what happens inside it, why no one comes back, any of that. So, yeah, it's kind of they they still know very little, despite knowing that it's been there and trying to learn about it for like a year or so, I think at the time of the movie.
0: And they also they'd mentioned that it kind of originated or started in like a lighthouse. So like something they know that it at least something extraterrestrial came to Earth or at least originated from this one place. And then this area has just basically expanded and expanded. And the the research indicates that in like the next three to five years, the whole world is going to be. Which whether or not that's a bad thing we're gonna get into later i have i've got some <laughs> theories but um so they go into this area right immediately and the uh, some like weird stuff happens right off the bat uh they have the part like immediately pretty much as soon as they walk through the shimmer which is really cool it's like this soapy iridescent yeah like, kind of looks fog.
1: like a puddle of oil on the on the
0: ground but going into the sky Right, as kind of yeah, like just this big wall. Um, yeah, as soon as they get in, it kind of just flashes forward, and they've they've got like lost time, so they don't really know how long they've been in there. Uh, from their rations, it looks like they've been there like a cup, like three to four days, but they're understandably freaking out. And as they start to uh, investigate further and further, like go deeper and deeper into this area. They start to notice that like there are major changes happening in the environment around them because of this, uh, the shimmer, this area that is covering this part of the land. Uh, And the first thing they see is uh, the plants, right? They got weird plants. So can you explain, I'm going to just, I'm going to be just a lifeline sciencing you this entire (laughs) podcast. So I understood a little bit of it, right? There were a lot of different, types of plants essentially growing out of one vine
1: yeah so there's there's kind of this theme that starts with the plants and ends up getting involved with animals and the people and stuff where there's you know things inside this area get i think they call it refracted so yes things change and it's not entirely sure or not entirely clear why or how they're changing but things like um radio waves and stuff get scrambled or altered while they're in this area um and somehow that translates down to dna as well so they they're like seeing these super variable flowers that are all coming off the same plant um and i think you know there's a lot of things about like oh well these are different species but they're all coming from the same thing, So how can they be you know if you saw these you know, separately, you'd consider them completely different species, but you right. know, they're all the same thing. Um, and that kind of is the introduction to the this whole idea that things within this area are changing in kind of unpredictable ways. Not only that they're changing, but they're also kind of merging um, in right. certain ways, I guess.
0: Yeah, so not too far, not like not too long after. And I also like... <clears throat> this movie is beautiful. Like the way this movie looks is awesome. And I think the sound design in this movie is like that. Like I really enjoyed it. I wish I could have seen this movie in a theater. Yeah. Like a big, like overhead dome or like some, this is like, this is the type of movie that I think would serve really well with like surround sound. It just kind of let you like get really, really invested in it or at least, um, you know, just at least could get you invested into the story and at least have you, like, really paying attention to it. So the sound design is really awesome. A little bit after they uh, find the flowers, they're investigating this, like, little shack, and something horrible happens, right? So (laughs) they do the classic, like, nothing in here, boss. (laughs) And then, like, the teammate gets pulled back into the thing. And I thought, seeing it, that it was going to be like the Kraken or like a tentacle. <laughs> I was kind of expecting like a tentacle thing, but it's not. They find out that uh, she was pulled in and like kind of being dragged around by this gigantic albino crocodile um, no. that is like very large and very strong, but has some interesting characteristics about it. Much like the plants showing characteristics of different plants, this uh, this predator is uh, shares some uh, characteristics of one, you know, one of my favorite animals, the shark.
1: Yeah. So I watching it back this time, the first time I saw it, I thought that they were kind of implying that it was like, you know, a shark crocodile hybrid, but I think this time they're just kind of comparing the fact that it's got the weird multi multiple rows of teeth, um, right? Similar to a shark, but, um, yeah, it's kind of, you know, on the outside, it looks kind of weird, looks kind of diseased and stuff. They open up its mouth. They see it's got like three times as many teeth as it normally should. And they're kind of coming out even from like the throat and stuff, which is pretty. Yeah, normal. that
0: was a really cool shot when it's yeah. chasing and opens its mouth and you see like right away. I'm not Crocodile Dundee, but like I know that. That's yeah, different. you see this something. weird about it. Built different.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of their first and I think that's literally like a minute after they they discover the flowers, but that's kind of their second introduction to the fact that something about the the life forms in this area are very different and being changed in some strange way. Um, And something that's kind of neat as you there's only a few more like animal encounters throughout the movie, but um, and even the time that takes place during the movie is is not super um, clear, but right. the degree to which things have changed even increases throughout the movie. So like the, the alligator, you know, is weird looking, has more teeth than it should, but it's still mostly an alligator. Right. Um, and as, you know, in a few scenes, which we'll talk about later, um, after they've been in there for a bit longer, um, the changes that are, impacting all of these animals and plants and stuff um, get quite a bit more extreme and quite a bit more uh, noticeable, I guess.
0: Yes, absolutely. So that kind of starts with Natalie Portman kind of investigating ahead, right? Like they're going deeper and deeper into this area. And I think that's kind of like what you were talking about with the, as we start to see the, the like mutations or the changes in these animals from what we recognize as like a normal whatever we're about to talk about uh i think it gets more drastic and like the changes become much more drastic as they go towards that lighthouse like towards the center so obviously all these things are stemming from something so as they get closer and closer to the center they're starting to see these changes uh becoming a lot more pronounced uh i thought it was really awesome when natalie portman is moving forward like kind of scouts ahead of everyone and she sees those deer. Yeah, Uh, that have like the flowers growing out of. And then as soon as she sees one, it like splits into two. I think there are two there, but they basically mimic each other and they like have the exact same movement. And that is something that definitely comes into play later on as something you know it's they focus on it a lot in the beginning of the movie where they're talking about like everything came from one cell that divided and divided and divided and then all of these things happen and you know obviously millions of years and we're at where we're at now and i'm talking to you through fucking outer space um (laughs) but that is kind of a theme of like things becoming duplicated or at least like replicated throughout the movie so these two like she sees these two like deer fawn things and she uh like one of them is a little bit looks a little different but it's like kind of not like bizarro version of the deer but they like prance away in the same exact way right um they then find like the hidden base or like the the abandoned base with and i thought this was really smart i like i know that they like opened up the team right with them being like these are very like these are scientists right like we have a medic we have a communications expert we have like a technology expert and we've got this doctor right so um i like that they are also like thinking people even though something like wild is happening and like unexplainable is happening like they find the base and they get inside and there's the guard rotation and they immediately recognize it so they're yeah. like something's out there so we're gonna have to do this guard rotation like we gotta keep this up yeah and Natalie Portman's character hides the fact that her husband was on the last expedition in because it's thought that the the teammates might look at her differently or not think that she's there for the right reasons if they know that she was tied to the person that was last in the shimmer.
1: Yeah, and then they realize that his group was stationed at that same place that they've come into or stumbled into Um seeing his name on the the guard rotation and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So now she knows that she was somewhere that he was before whatever happened to him happened to him. Um, so raises a little bit of the 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 tension at that point. And then they right. uh, they discover a tape that says, I think for those that come next or something.
0: Yeah, for those that um, follow or yeah. something
1: ominous. Do you wanna? Do you wanna describe the uh, finding <laughs> on the tape?
0: Spoiler alert. Uh, also dinner. Spoiler alert. Um, so they they start to play this tape, which it comes up a couple times. Like there's a couple like clues and hints or messages that are left behind by the team before. So they they start this camera. They start looking at the tape, and it's immediately recognizable as like the team that was last there. We see Natalie Portman's husband looking worse for wear, like sweaty, like sleep deprived, like. Anxious, everyone's kind of freaking out. They've got one of their team members tied down to a chair. Um, and they do a little cut, cut, cut of his stomach, and they they peel the skin back from his from his abdomen, and we see that his like internal organs are all kind of writhing around within it. It looks like kind of that there are these like tentacles these snake-like things like living in his belly, essentially, right? So that's terrifying. Uh, they like hold them at one point And yeah, like, he like puts his hand under him so you can see him moving ugh, really brutal. So, and it's,
1: it's, it's also, I don't know, even if I picked up on this the first time, so I don't know if you did either, but the guy that, you know, they're doing this to that, you know, they, I think they have him tied down or he's, you know, at least restrained. Um, but he's also like, you know, not, not fighting it. Essentially. He's just kind of like,
0: Oh, I think, this is, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like, we need to do this. We need to see what's inside, which kind of adds like a whole extra layer of like you would expect that person to be like screaming and trying to get away. And he just kind of sits there more or less calmly as
0: they just like understanding what he has to do so they yeah. can understand what's going on. That's super freaky. And so they, they watch that tape. They understand or that like freaks them out. They're like the medic is like, that was a, a trick of the light. And I was yeah, like, you're yeah. and- like you've seen she's well, like and I think, yeah that's scraped her thing she's like, jawbone yeah, off you know never
1: seen anything like that so it had to be you know be not real. what it was
0: um, of course which i duh like i wouldn't yeah. want to believe that it's like that happened on this camera like this was filmed on this camera they were watching <laughs> it on um so they leave that right and i thought what they find and this is going to go into like how cool the shimmer is least <laughs> like what i think it's really cool they go into they explore deeper into the base they find this like pool area where Which they find where the out video
1: was taking place the video that they watch that's where the vivisection and all that took place
0: yes so uh they find the the result essentially of that crew member that had gotten his stomach opened up and what we see inside obviously continued to grow or at least evolve um and what I I want you to kind of talk cuz you could probably explain at least the reality of what that looks like or what that might look or be um imitating from nature <laughs> am I just like throwing up the worst No yeah so it's, you ever
1: No it's um so they they what started in this guy's stomach is now like taking up the entire wall of this deep end of this pool, essentially. Um, and a lot of like, if you know what like lichens are, so like the little kind of flaky green stuff you see on trees and logs and stuff, um, looks a lot like that. Some kind of fungus and moss looking stuff, some more kind of clear plant looking material and also some stuff that's kind of more, um, vertebrate looking like there's kind of, I think, some like vasculature looking features of it and stuff, which plants have. For sure. But um, yeah, kind of. It's you know, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that. Is very much like inspired by nature so that it in a way kind of feels familiar, but Mm -hmm. is also just so kind of out there that, you know, even as someone who, you know, thinks about biology a lot, you know, looking at that, it's like, I can tell that that's meant to be living things, but like, I have no frame of reference.
0: For yeah. What, you wouldn't you know, know what, Yeah, which
1: is something that I think this movie does really well is that it, we'll talk about this a little bit towards the end, but that it, uh, at least my, my thoughts are my opinions on kind of the overall themes and stuff of this movie, but um, just how hard to understand a lot of stuff is, but how familiar it feels, I guess for sure. Um, but yeah. And like you said before, this is like an extremely beautiful movie. This is like one of the, when they show the full thing, right. It's a really strange juxtaposition because if you ignore the fact that there's like a rib cage and a skull, you know, (laughs) like 10 feet up on this wall now that are part of this whole thing, it's, it's like a very, Colorful and beautiful looking, um, you know, kind of image, but at the same time, extremely horrifying and graphic and dark, um, which is a really interesting and pretty cool juxtaposition. Where,
0: yeah, it's like H.R. Giger went to the color run, yeah, right? so yeah, it yeah. Like, it's not everything's not like slate and gray like in the yeah. alien movies, but like still, like, and there's, saying, no, there's, like, like the blood, there's no and stuff. like blood, there's no, it's not gory, yeah, yeah.
1: it's um. It's just, yeah, it's like, it's hard to describe if you haven't watched the movie. Um, I think it's a thing where like half the audience will probably just be like completely disturbed by it and maybe more than half. But and then a small, smaller portion will be like, wow, that's actually like really pretty if you kind of take it out of context, I guess. Yeah.
0: And there Um, were there were a couple times in this movie where I'm just like, this just looks really cool like this is just a really there are a couple shots in this movie that really again like wish I could have seen it in like a large format or something like that but even even just watching it you know in at my apartment in the dark like that all yeah. that stuff still felt like really um not picturesque but like every, like wallpapers all over the place it's just really really shot really well and it like you said like it looks familiar because I like we've seen what Florida jungles look like, you know, from TV and stuff like that. But there's all these little intricacies or these little deviations from what is the norm that kind of makes you cock your head a little bit. Yeah. Um so after they see yeah that like it's like the dude's legs in a chair and then it kind of goes up the wall of the of the deep end like Blair was saying this like kind of fungal growth looks kind of mushroomy fungus with some spinal stuff going on. <laughs> and it's like skull is all the way up at to the top, but it's this really wild thing. So they, they all know that there's something going on within the shimmer. And this is kind of where they start to talk about, I think more talk about the like refractions and how the DNA is um, pretty much everything that comes into the shimmer. Everything's DNA is mixing with everything else essentially like immediately. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's they. So I think Lena, the Natalie Portman character, the biologist, the like cancer biologist. um, She kind of gets a hunch, I think, from this. So I think one of the next scenes, they're like sleeping um, and she wakes up and. I think this is when she she pricks her arm and she looks at checks her blood. Yeah. Under the. um under the microscope and can see like something very similar to the images you see at the beginning of the movie when she's like showing her students a slideshow of cancer cells replicating um which like i mean it's sci-fi so maybe in this situation it's happening really fast but like you know the the thing that like happens in like a second there where the cell splits right and splits into another one with like you know wouldn't be something one that you would be able to easily see with that microscope or something that would happen that quick under normal circumstances. But maybe that's part of the whole shimmer thing is that
0: it's like a really it's, it's kind aggressive of accelerated. growth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so she kind of gets, gets a sense that something weird is happening, um, with the cells and DNA and replication and all that. Um, I don't think that the others have really caught to it just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a so she wakes up, she goes down to, I think, visit with um, Ventress, kind of the main group leader of the group, right out kind of on guard duty. Um, and one of the other members comes down to meet them at one point.
0: Oh.
1: Um, and she gets taken by something that you see kind of faintly through night vision, but something that looks pretty much like a bear that grabs her and drags her off into the woods. Um, which is kind of where the, the group starts to really fall apart. I think at that point, um, yeah, because sure. they're already super freaked out. And then that's the first instance where one of them gets um, presumably killed, I guess at that, at that point, you don't necessarily know, yeah, so sh- but that's she gets
0: often. dragged away. Yeah. So she gets dragged away and they start looking for her. And is that, did I skip ahead? Is that when Natalie Portman sees the, the deer that are the same? When The she, mimic deer.
1: Yeah, so they, when they're
0: looking for the the teammate that gets taken.
1: If I, yeah, that's when they, that's yeah. Okay. So they're looking there. So that's you know kind of a little ways after they've been in for a while and they're getting closer to the
0: mm-hmm. to
1: the center of all this. Um, but that is after they discover the house. Yes. Um, yes.
0: Something super cool before we get into the house. Yes. Uh, they find the the teammates like dead body unfortunate or natalie portman does like reports back to the team that they're that she's dead they keep moving they find this house outside the house are these plant structures that are like in the shape of human beings
1: yeah so it's almost like they come into like this old town that's been completely overgrown And there are like, it's kind of like, I think the images from like Pompeii or whatever, where the volcano just kind of, it happened so quick that people were just kind of stuck doing whatever they were doing and like encased in ash or whatever. Um, It's kind of a similar deal, except for there are people like walking around that are now just kind of a a plant structure.
0: Yeah. Um, Little Pompeii groots.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is, I think, where they all kind of come to the realization that, you know, all the stuff that's happening to all the animals and plants around them, um, whatever is happening where the, again, the DNA is being refracted, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean a specific thing in real life, but, you know, gets kind of the general sense here that things are changing and merging and stuff like that. Right. Um, And they start to kind of come to grips with the fact that they are now probably part of that process too. And that their DNA is also being affected by this area that they're in. Um, Which is kind of another, I think, major turning point where kind of the sanity and well-being of the, uh, the group kind of takes a major hit, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. So they go into this abandoned house. um, Did you you notice
1: anything about that house?
0: Oh gosh no I
1: didn't it's um very very similar to um Natalie Portman's character's house outside of the shimmer yeah which I don't really know if or what that means um but it is kind of something that
0: that's interesting like the the inside layout is very similar and Mm -hmm.
1: the outside like there are a couple shots I think at the beginning that are framed kind of the same way with the house kind of at the same angle and all that um but, you know, in, in the context of the movie, it's not like it's not like they're back at her house or anything like that. Right. It's kind of just like a interesting, a little head weird nod. detail thing. But
0: that is good. So while they're there, they're taking some rest. And unfortunately, the medic finds out some information about Natalie, about Lena, um, yeah. that. She basically finds out that she is the wife of the man that was in the video earlier, part of the last expedition that went horribly wrong. So she understandably kind of starts to lose trust for Lena and has kind of like a villain split. And I really liked how the movie does this part, like this breakdown scene because she ties everyone up essentially. The medic does and is like none of the communications expert, Lena and Dr. Ventrist. Um, she's like none of you are trustworthy at this point i don't know who i can trust can i fucking trust myself like she's like questioning them but also questioning if what she is hearing or perceiving is even real because she even admits like i'm looking at this is so cool she's like i'm looking at my fingers and my fingerprints are moving
1: yeah so
0: like am i losing it which like yes but um that in like so she's like is you know is the other team member even dead like is she even dead did you kill her are you a liar she's like questioning everything and doesn't trust anyone um but she should probably trust natalie alina by saying like hey there's this gigantic monster out there because while she's doing this um (laughs) the scariest part mmm. Yeah, probably the, probably the most nightmare fuel for me in this, in this movie, uh, I, yeah, I'd say lumbers into the house.
1: Pretty universal.
0: So, yeah, so- they, they
1: hear, they hear the voice of the woman that got picked off the other night, um, crying, help me outside. Sydney. Is that her name? I think Cassie Cass, maybe yep. shepherd. I think
0: shepherd. Name. That yeah. is definitely her last name.
1: Um, so close. And uh, yeah, so the medic character, I don't remember her name, um, who was just like talking about the fact that no one saw Cass get taken besides Lena and Lena lied about her husband. So who knows, you know, maybe Lena killed her and all that. Here's what she thinks is Shepard crying for help outside. So she runs out of the door, um, kind of screaming like, Shepard, where are you? Something like that. And all of a sudden you hear a bear roar um, yeah. and she is completely quiet. Um, I'll let, I want you to, I want you to, to walk <laughs> us through this. Cause
0: this is so intense. I'm so scared. I'm like happy that we have video on right now in case this bear comes through my door, but Slowly so essentially the, ugh, um, the shadow work in this movie was done very well. So yes. come, uh, so the medic runs out we hear a struggle, presumably, with a little bit of quiet at the end. And yeah, kind there's... of like
1: one one strong, impactful sound, and then just kind of pure quiet.
0: You're right. You here so something
1: walking in.
0: We see the shadow, and then around the corner comes what took Shepard. And what that is, is what looks to me like you took a grizzly bear... And then you took one of those like spackling shovels (laughs) and started at the forehead and just went whoop and just took off the everything on the top half of this bear's skull.
1: Yeah. So it's presumably the same bear that took Shepard the night before, which, you know, you don't see very well, but looks pretty much just like more or less a normal bear from what you can see the night before. But at this point, Yeah, like it's most of its skull is exposed. It's like it has no skin or tissue around its nose. So it's just like the cavities in the skull.
0: It's like open teeth Um, are out, no lips or anything. It's got like one eye and who knows what it presumably can see. But essentially what they immediately want to do is stay quiet. Um, But while they are like hush, hush, tied to chairs from the medic kind of turning heel on them. Uh, the bear starts to release again shepherd's horrifying like last screams. Yeah. Right? So it's, can, it's
1: roars are like mixed between a bear and like unrecognizable sounds and yeah. the like scream of of Shepard as she was being killed, presumably. Yeah.
0: And when I was going back through some of the stuff with this movie, I had like thought about like does that bear is that bear just able to do that? And then I was actually talking to my roommate Sam about it and he was like very smart it was like no shepherd's like voice box got ripped out yeah so like that's the only thing he's that it, able to do that because he kind of absorbed that part of her
1: yeah um something that i don't know if you noticed and i almost hate to spoil it but i don't know if you'll watch this movie again i'll do it soon but um did you notice additional did weird you things that? oh Could no you try again? siri shut up did you notice additional weird (laughs) things about the bear um there's like a shot where it comes up next to one of their heads when they're sitting in the chair um it has a human skull like embedded in its own skull
0: so the one
1: eye that it has on its right side or on its left side is actually the right eye of a human skull that's like um
0: whoa that's really cool
1: yeah and then there's a shot where it opens its mouth to like kind of roar and smell them i guess um and you see its teeth but you also can see like a clear set of human teeth and molars like inside the back of its
0: oh yeah
1: um and something really neat too, like I think there's a video or two on YouTube um, where they show the prop that they built for this because that was all like practical Yeah,
0: stuff. that's what I just looked up.
1: Yeah. Um, and they show like how they could move it and and all the different, and like how they designed it and came up with that idea of the design and stuff, which I, I think is really neat because it's like, you know, you could like, picture like oh, a mutated bear and it's just kind of like a bear with like weird things and like like boils and weird shit right out. but like like was, lesions and yeah missing fur it, was, and it, was, it stuff. was very i thought very creative in like a very like it, that made it all the more scary i think is that you for know, sure you recognize that it's a bear but even then like it's almost unrecognizable
0: yeah i was wondering if there were like if that was the alien honestly like the first time i looked at it because i kind of went back and watched like the second half of the movie again after the the night that i had first watched it yeah um and i was like when i first seen it i was like is this like the thing like is this one of the like the aliens like they're just going to be like a horde of these horrifying skull bears um but damn yeah looking at do your every all the glisteners do yourself a favor and just google this bear because you're i mean of course you're right but like yeah it just kind (laughs) of is like this amalgamation of all these different skulls and like teeth and stuff and seeing it in a little bit better light and the prop that they used that is it's like horrifying and i being someone not to toot my horn but beep beep i've seen a lot of monster movies like i've seen a lot of these beasts in like creations of like i'm the, the reason i started this podcast right so like that is a new and horrifying monster
1: yeah, and it's another thing where it's, you know, the individual pieces of it are all things that are familiar, which I think gives it kind of a an extra layer of, you know, scariness to it, because, you know, it's not just like some unrecognizable creature that, you know, right. is scary, but like, is obviously, you know, you know, some alien creature or something. This is like, oh, this is a bear, but it's in real weird and bad shape. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, in, uh, it's thriving, but also looks yeah. like it's not. <laughs> but So they like very intense uh, fight scene. And okay, I have something that I don't know if you noticed during this I'll fight. And This goes back to a previous movie that you and I have watched <laughs> and something that you and I complained about that people were sometimes able to do and sometimes not able to do. And it fucking happens in this movie, which is when the bear is trying to eat natalie portman somehow she's able to put her hands in like the right places of its skull to where Uh it doesn't just immediately bite her in half which also happens in python yep yep uh... like sometimes it can just bite someone if it wants to immediately like the medic when she like comes back and tries to rescue them the bear immediately like tackles her into the wall and is like very effective um. Yeah, and I know I, that were like parts of the chair in the mix, but I saw yeah. that, and that was like the one thing in this movie where I was like, "They did a Python move."
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think I noticed that on this this last round too, where it was like, you know, they gave her a couple seconds of struggle with the the creature that they shouldn't have because yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have been.
0: I mean, they put an affirmative... Like, they put a um, hard-to-question resolution to that conflict (laughs) uh, by turning that bear's face into confetti, but... um,
1: After it turns the medic's face into half of a face.
0: So brutal. Yeah, that that scene was like... Because the movie is creepy like it's unsettling throughout right like you see the flower people you see the you like see the gator and you're like oh holy shit
1: yeah that's like Um, a jump scare and like the bear attack in the compound earlier is like a jump scare but this is kind of like the first just like i mean i don't know how long that scene is it's maybe only a couple minutes but feels like they they really yeah there's enough build up through the rest of the movie and then the first few minutes of that with the you know the bear just slowly coming in you like realizing what it is and what it looks like and then it kind of slowly walking around um the people that are tied in a chair and cannot do anything about it which is also um yeah it's so it all kind of i you know, it's, it's a horrifying scene, but I think it's like extremely effective and you have this really slow build up until this point in the movie and then it builds even higher. Seriously. And then, yeah. And then, you know, the the actual like action of the scene is actually very short. Um, It essentially kills the medic, goes after one of the others and then gets shot a bunch and dies. But like. Like a whole bunch. Yeah. So like. Most of it is just the build up, which I thought was very well done.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the like when it like puts its jaws around the communications expert's yeah. like shoulder. And I I'm thinking now is like, was it like dissolving her to like be like, Let me let me get your skin on top of my head so this, <laughs> some of this skull up? Let me cover some of this You up. know. Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah. Cool I, don't, on.
1: I don't know or entirely non. Yeah. Because it's, it's also like, I mean, I think it's implied that it's biting her to the point that it hurts. Right. But it's also like, is she just, you know, super nervous because she stays quiet because they're like trying not to freak it out. But um, but you don't really have much time to see if there was any aftermath of that bite because that character True. Doesn't, uh, doesn't last much longer either.
0: Yeah. So as the movie continues to go on, we start to learn that each person in the group has something tragic either in their past or that they're currently going through right like the communications expert has a history of self-harm um the the medic is a recovering addict the uh, shepherd the first woman that dies ha- recently lost a child to cancer i believe and then Ventris has is currently terminally ill right yeah. um so they all kind of went in knowing that they might not come back but knowing that you know they've all had these like hard pasts and have come through something and have had to kind of persevere through all these events um yeah after that Ventress like they kind of split the group up right like Ventress kind of takes off on the, her own and the the communications expert is kind of like starting to come to terms with what's really happening.
1: Yeah, and she's she's kind of just thinking about how terrible, like, the end of, of Shepard was where she got attacked and, like, her dying screams were, like, immortalized, at least temporarily, in the creature that killed her. And Yeah, where the longest
0: lasting that. thing was, like, her pain.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it, like, you know, kind of feeds back into the character's history of self-harm and probably, right. like you know not exactly the same but similar kind of bad feelings about life and death and all that sort of thing
0: Josie sorry I'm actually yeah 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 Josie and then the Anya was the medic and then yeah Cass Shepard is Um, the boom cool sorry sorry I just want to get some names on here so we're not like the one person
1: yeah and then uh yeah so she's She kind of talks about how she how terrible that is and how she doesn't want that to be how it ends for her. Right. Um, What would she she, say?
0: She's either going to die here, or like fight this thing.
1: Oh, Ventress wants to do either of those. Yeah, Ventress wants to understand it. Lino wants to fight it. I think. Or yeah, and she's like, and and I don't want to do either of
0: those things.
1: Yeah, she kind of just got brought along and you know doesn't really have the heart or the the um stake you know compared to like lena whose husband yeah like may or may not have can't come out of this and Ventress has been trying to understand it for a long time and all that so it's kind of like i think she just kind of doesn't have the the uh personal like i don't know something invested in it enough to like want to You know, meet some terrible end for the sake of this thing that she's not really that, you know,
0: invested in in the first place. While she's sitting there talking to Lena, like vines kind of start to grow out of her arm. So it's very similar to. And what I didn't know, and this kind of, I guess, maybe answered the question, was when they're first initially walking through the town and they're seeing those like human form plant structures and they start, they bring up the hox genes, right? Which is what. Mm -hmm tells our bodies to grow into this structure essentially yeah um they're like you're gonna find human hox genes in those plants and that's kind of what makes lena like look into her art like the blood on her that's pumped through her veins and then uh so that's kind of answered my question those were once people that turned into pl- i thought maybe they were plants that like if you die and you're on the ground you're gonna like absorb into the ground and then these plants are going to grow that have the genes that maybe come into the bone structure and maybe there's a little bit of column a and column b yeah
1: i think i that was kind of my my take home is that maybe it's a little bit of both
0: yeah Um. because some of them are like holding hands and are like hanging out so i didn't i was assuming maybe those were the people but yeah so um what did i say that her name is Josie the a, the actor the actress's name is Tessa which is why i almost said Tessa but Josie walks around the corner uh lena like follows but by the time she makes it around the corner it's kind of assumed that Josie has um bloomed yeah just
1: succumbed to the the changes that are occurring right. to her which i which, like i thought that one, I think, actually kind of bothered me the most when I first watched it of all the the character deaths. Yeah. Because, you know, the other ones are kind of horrible and violent, which is terrible for its own thing. But this one's just kind of like sad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just kind of like accepting it and it just happening rather than like, you know, some big eventful scene that, you know, freaks
0: you out. Right, just she just kind, she of, like, just kind you know, of yeah, like she just kind of lets the, yeah. lets it lets it take a hold. So um, after that happens, you know Natalie Portman is obviously like freaking out, I, like she doesn't really know what's going on. Also, something really really small that I really really liked about it was the medic throughout, like you can see that she has a tattoo on her forearm Mm -hmm. and during this movie, this entire movie is also like kind of interlaced with interrogation scenes of Natalie Portman's character after the events of this movie occur. So you kind of know that she got out, she's being interrogated by like a hundred people that hazmat suits. And you can see while she's being interrogated that she has the medics tattoo on her forearm.
1: Yeah. Which she didn't have when she went in.
0: Which I think is, I think, like, there's a lot of small details like that in this movie that I thought were really awesome. And obviously, like, you noticed, like, you picked up on stuff that, like, the the human skull on the side of the bear. Like, there's all sorts of, the I think there are probably scenes in this movie that you can pause. And the longer you stare at it, the more stuff you would be able to pick out as far as, like, duplicates and, like, things that are changing or at least yeah. towards, like, the bigger I don't even know what the big picture is, but like moving towards some of the bigger themes, I think towards the end, or at least some of the bigger things that are actually happening um, in this world. So Lena finally makes it to the lighthouse. And this was one of the the like pictures of the movie that I thought were so cool are the the sand and then the glass trees and plants yeah. that are like growing out of the sand. Like just so many like you said, like familiar, like we've seen a beach with a lighthouse, but like just these small changes that make it look completely alien to us, like these crystallized, like this crystallized flora coming out of the sand. And we basically come to again confirm that the, uh, the, the, the lighthouse is kind of the epicenter, or kind of like the growth point of all the events of this movie. Yeah.
1: Um, Another moment of, like, you know, horror and real beautiful imagery, I think, kind of combined is, like, when she gets up to the um, lighthouse and there's, like, human remain, like, skeletons, like, bones and stuff. But, like, somebody arranged them into, like, you know, a very obviously, like, intentional pattern on the ground Mm -hmm. outside. It's this kind of, like, another weird... You know, not really explained, but just like another moment of kind of like a terif- terrifying and beautiful image at once that just kind of makes you feel uneasy, I guess, as kind right. of the net result. But um, and even like when she goes into the lighthouse, too, because it's goes inside and it's pretty empty, but there's just kind of this like white kind of fungus vein looking structure. Yeah. You
0: like saying like vasculature was very. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate.
1: Um, That is kind of originating out of the hole that presumably is where everything is originating from, but it's kind of Mm -hmm. growing out from there. And, you know, it's not colorful like some of the other, other early imagery is, but, you know, I think there's kind of like an inherent biological quality to it that I think humans for the most part, kind of like, you know that you see like a picture of like a drawing of a bunch of like flowers or trees or just like natural shapes you kind of like i think are kind of predisposed to find that more or less like attractive looking so then when they have these really clear biological forms and stuff like that but in these really strange you know bleak or just like weird contexts i think it's I think it is kind of like wanting you to think that it's beautiful, but also wanting you to be like, Oh, this is, you know, creepy and really off-putting because it's, again, I recognize kind of the general forms and idea of what this looks like, but in a place, in, in a shape and color and way that I would, you know, have never seen it and never really would. Um, and then the whole, yeah, the a whole bunch of stuff is, happens.
0: hole in the floor is not the only thing that uh, Lena finds in the lighthouse. Lena also finds um, what looks like the remains of a human that have either been burned alive or some awful thing has happened, right? So there's also a camera, of course, because everyone just had a GoPro in the Shimmer. You go into the Shimmer, you get a GoPro and like 10 batteries and like a 64 gig SD card. So you get... <laughs> She starts to look at the footage again of the, of the camera. Um, and something that I didn't notice when they first start showing the video, but something I noticed afterwards is on the video, you see Lena's husband sitting in front of the video, but you can tell, I didn't tell at first, but you can tell there's two people in the room because there's yeah. a second shadow. Um, and, and he's, he's like, talking, talking to, to the, yeah. yeah, he's talking to someone. He's talking to the camera. Um, he says basically like, if you get out of here, I need you to find Lena and kind of explains what's going on. And then lights a phosphorus grenade in his hand and essentially like takes his own life in this big purple ball of light. After that all happens, the person that walks in front of the camera is Lena's husband from the beginning of the movie. Like huge violin up on that one um so basically this whole thing of like these mimics or this duplication is proven all at once um which obviously like horrifies lena she like knows she kind of had a suspicion that that man like wasn't her husband or something is obviously wrong but coming to find out that it is indeed like his her husband is dead unfortunately and who she met and who she gave a really weird hug to was not her husband. Yeah. Then down into the tunnel we go, Blair.
1: Yeah, and honestly like this part is hard to even just des- hard to even describe.
0: Having yeah, so this watched is where the, three times the but... onion starts to really get peeled. So she goes down into here and we see creepy ventress looking a little different and ventress is like sitting in the middle of and i i'm happy i brought up hr geeker earlier because this kind of black for sure honeycomb looking room that lena goes into and what's cool too is like you can kind of see the like tunnel that she is in there are other ones like other offshoots in this room right so this whole all the duplicate like everything kind of gets duplicated over and over and over again and there's all these kind of repetitions throughout this entire movie but when she gets down there ventress is kind of sitting on this podium in the middle of this room and and her back is to lena but what we can see is that ventress like face is kind of melted like her eyes are gone it's just like skin over her where her eyes were she's discussing how she's learned about this entity that the shimmer is going to basically envelop the whole earth and everything will become one and all the DNA will become split and everyone's personalities and life will basically intertwine. And, um, but she's like, I don't know what it wants or even like if it wants, which I think is a really cool. Yeah. That's a, that def- way that's a, yeah. this, this definitely
1: movie. stands out. Um, of all the lines in the movie. I think that one, each time I've watched it, I'm like, holy shit. That's, that's awesome.
0: Right. And I've, I think it's also like, it plays into like the vanity of us writing sci-fi and being like, of course, aliens want to come to earth. Oh man. And they, cause we're so cool and we have Teslas and that's like, they're going to want to te- everyone, every alien's going to want to learn how to kickflip and want to drive a Tesla. But like, <laughs> if this, Thing doesn't actually it just does the like re, that's kind of a bigger thing than we can really wrap our mind around of like it doesn't it might not even have wants or needs like this is just something that happens right yep. like this is just and I started to really think about like you know like eater of worlds or like some of the like comic book villains that are very similar in this um kind of like in that same ilk right so then Ventress. um
1: yeah kind of
0: kind of does what she was explaining is going to happen to everyone right
1: yeah she kind of dematerializes and then forms like a very trippy portal eye. it's it's another thing that like yeah it's it it's impossible to
0: can't really describe describe it, it
1: but it looks very, very neat and very strange. Um, yeah.
0: Me just doing a horrible job of just mashing things from my life together. I want to say like matcha Sauron's eye. Um, <laughs> yeah. It looks like but a also weird... with
1: like an old like windows. Um, yeah. Music <laughs> Absolutely. visualizer.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like a vi- evil visualizer is yeah. a really good way to um, describe it. But like Natalie Portman's uh, Lena gets like, basically like hypnotized by this cloud of light and movement that uh Ventress has become and it like like a couple drops of blood out of uh lena's eye and then takes shape into this like glisteny silver surfer looking um humanoid like yeah. monster i guess Really cool looking, not as cool looking as the bear.
1: Yeah, but but also like I think something that's neat. About this whole scene and this thing in particular is that this is like the first time where something is completely unnatural looking like absolutely the eye thing or the, you know, the cloud thing she's staring into obviously is, too. But this is like the first like. Completely alien looking Mm -hmm. form, which I think a lot of. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say a lot of the movie too is like practical effects. Like you said, like the bear, like when the bear is lunging through them, like there's like a head and shoulders they actually made.
1: Was largely practical too, at least when they're actually like holding it. Pulling it it
0: apart. Yeah. Yeah, Like we, like we can, these seem like things that we could actually put our hands on or again, like you were saying, like it's familiar enough that we can understand that it's different, but we still recognize it, which is kind of what gives us the uneasy feeling Mm -hmm. this thing. And I think the, the soundtrack also at this time starts to take more of like a pulsating.
1: It's really, yeah, it's a really strange and really neat thing. There's, there's a good article. If you just search like annihilation theme or something like that, there's a good article I read a while ago about the guy that did the music for this. Um, and something that I didn't even notice until I read this article, but I think is really effective is that, Up until this point, the entire soundtrack is all, like, orchestral, you know, actual um, acoustic instruments. Oh, wow. And, you know, kind of this whole, like, natural versus unnatural thing. The moment that this very unnatural being, you know, takes form is the first time that any synthesizers or electronic instruments are used in the soundtrack.
0: Yeah. And they're
1: used in a very, very notable way. Like, it's a very weird even the music is, like, not familiar. Like, it doesn't even necessarily, like, sound like... You know, all of this is, like, a synthesizer, like an old, like, John Carpenter thing. It's, like, very distorted and fluttery and weird.
0: Yeah, there's not, like, a melody or, like... It's not like there's, like, an action sequence song that happens. It's just these weird it almost it like sounds like you're inside a lava lamp like it's just this <laughs> weird like muffled like synthesizer sound yeah that you're saying is just kind of roaming throughout the scene
1: yeah but like another i think point where it's a very sharp transition between natural and unnatural imagery yeah oh for things sure like that um which i think is really effective to the point that like i yeah i didn't even necessarily make that connection the first time through but like watching it this last time, having read that article, like it is, you definitely feel it when this thing appears and the music changes Mm -hmm. and stuff, the feeling that you have about everything going on, like completely changes too. I feel like.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that again, just the, the engagement that like this movie pulls off. Yeah. For if you're like, you want to see this sci-fi movie where people go into like this orb of pink light and then people are just like, all right, cool. It's probably just like starship troopers. You know what I mean? But yeah. like they, this was like a real, again, like, like movie experience, I guess is the best way that the corniest way that I can say. That sounds sense. no, sound that's
1: like, no, I, uh,
0: but like, I wasn't,
1: once we get to the end, but that's for
0: that's, sure. That's, I'm like, that's you know, something I, didn't, I
1: really appreciate about this movie is that it,
0: I did not want to like yeah. pick up my phone during it. Like my eyes were like locked to this screen the entire time this movie was going on. Right. So, we we like we know that Natalie or sorry, I keep calling her by her real human name Lena. Um, gets up back up to like the the lighthouse. This like uh, humanoid alien villain, I guess we can call it. Kind of is up there as well. When we start to realize that it is mimicking her movements, it is entirely following her. Basically, doing very similar movements, kind of it resulting in this odd like really horrifying fight scene. Yeah. Um, When that, like it, when Lena is like thrown up against the wall and then it is just like on top of her, like suffocating her like that was a very claustrophobic moment.
1: Yep. And it only like, releases when she essentially like starts to pass out and she yeah. relaxes because then it
0: relaxes too. And they both like fall the same way, like in slow motion onto the ground. Yeah. And this is the point of the, of the movie where there's a lot of discussion about, what the uh, the rest of the movie is, right? Because there's a loss of consciousness that occurs, and then you wake up and you don't know what happened during that loss if yeah. anything happened during the loss of consciousness, right? So basically the struggle um culminates in this shimmery mimic of Lena starting to become more and more like her. It like has the rough features on its face eventually, and she kind of tricks it into holding one of the phosphorus grenades from Came the husband's pack and like destroying itself eventually yep. allowing lena quote unquote unquote, to escape
1: yep and it kind of sets fire to this organic ish material that's now all over the inside of the lighthouse right so the lighthouse house starts to go up and it attempts to like go back down into that hole to presumably like you know wherever it came from and that spreads the fire down there and kind of yep Starts whatever force in that part of the lighthouse was causing the shimmer to exist and grow, and all that appears to be, you know, like destroyed and defeated. Things starting to kind of break down in terms of the like your glass trees start to collapse. Um, shame. And I think there's even a shot from like the base outside the shimmer where the you can see the oily kind of wall starting to disappear as well. Yeah. Um, So you think everything's, everything's good.
0: Happy ending, right? You sure do. Um, Really quick. The phosphorus grenade. I thought this was really cool. I like nerded out and watched a couple of YouTube videos talking about this movie as well. Um, And something that I, I like thought it was cool. that The phosphorus grenade like blew up the monster. Right. But someone, something that the, like kind of played more into the death too, was that it started to kind of mimic like, that's what spread all of that to everything Mm -hmm. is that the phosphorus entered the system basically of this, of the shimmer. Mm, That's interesting. So the being started to replicate the destruction that was coming into it. And then it going down to that core is what started to replicate the like explosion basically. Yeah.
1: I never thought of it that
0: way, but infinitely, which is what destroyed the, the shimmer. But yeah, so I thought that was a pretty cool way to think about it. So, yeah, we see Lena's character like the it's done, right? We know that they escaped the this was something that I thought was kind of like a good thing that they they don't out out and out say like you saved the day. The shimmer has gone. Right. But they the guy that's interrogating Lena throughout the movie is like we sent a team to the lighthouse. Nothing. And they've come. But like he just like drops that another team has gone there and come back. Obviously, the shimmer is gone because they're the only other like that's the only other option. Right. No one else was coming back. Um. And I so I've also heard this about the like that scene as well as when she's taking a drink, the water starts to mutate. And I've I've watched back like 10 times and I can't it looks like the water like kind of goes around the rim a little bit. There's
1: yeah. So I think I don't think it's supposed to show that it's mutating, but it's it's yeah, like when the water is kind of, you know whatever the surface tension is breaking on the side of the glass after she takes a sip. I think what it actually, the kind of image that it shows rather than like the cells splitting, it kind of shows um, like things coming together, I guess it's there. There are a few things like that. And like the house that they find being similar to her actual house that. I don't fully get you know, if they were trying to do something with that, what it is, but I, right. you know, to some extent, I also kind of think that maybe those things are kind of sprinkled in to just kind of add more yeah. mystery, I guess. Right. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, it kind of so, ties into my, my overall thought on the movie, but
0: um, yeah, I think so after that, she walks into the room where her husband has again, like the shimmer being defeated kind of takes away the like organ failure that was happening to Kane, like her, the like mimic of her husband, essentially. Um, I think they're basically like, so we're, so this is our life now. Uh, And they're just going to try to kind of move forward from this. They like wake up, they embrace or like he stands up, they embrace. And then straight out of, um like the thriller music video uh both of their eyes shimmer a little bit yeah when they hug
1: well and then she says like are you kane and he says i don't know which i think is a neat... oh he's like
0: i'm not sure yeah yeah
1: which is also a neat thing because you know it's not like it's another thing that you know i feel like a lot of movies it would be like oh well you know this force is creating these like evil mimics or something that but you know where like the mimic then knows that like i am the mimic of this person and i'm supposed to yeah. do something here it's more of just like even this form of her husband doesn't really understand what what he is or how he came to and be it's not like he, he doesn't on. try to
0: kill her like right. again yeah. like there's, there's no not...
1: it you know kind of goes back to the thing that Ventris said about like i don't know what it wants or if it wants where um there isn't necessarily some malicious intent, you know, that's kind of how we interpret it, especially like with the animal attacks and stuff like that. But um, and like in the one of the final scenes when they're interviewing Lena and the, the guy says like. Um, well, he's like talking about the form and the lighthouse. Yeah. And he's like, well, it attacked you. And she's like, I don't actually know if it did because it was right. just mimicking me and I attacked it. So, you know, like what? was it even yeah oh, gosh. um and Head scratch and the thing that i think kind of really hits home for me is when that the guy's interviewing her he says like what did it what did it want what did it need something like that and she's like i don't know i don't know if it you know had a purpose i think yeah is that what he says i think he says what is it what was its purpose or something like that she's like yeah. i don't know if it had a purpose it was just here and it was you know creating new things essentially he's like well it has to have a purpose or something like that and she kind of just is like well i don't know don't you want which to do, brother? i think that kind of ties into kind of my my take-home theme of the movie is that like, yeah you know a lot of movies i think including sci-fi movies and stuff where like you know the point is that shit is different than it is and, you know, things are weirder and, you know, right. not how we, but there's some degree of kind of realism, I guess, potentially. Um, you know, there's always, whether it's like Alien or any of these movies, there's always like some point where the humans figure out what is going on and what the intent of these other beings is and stuff. Right? It's like, oh, they want to kill us or they don't want to kill us or something like that um and i you know i think that a lot of the negative stuff you see about this movie is that people are like well i don't i don't understand it. it's stupid like doesn't make any sense and stuff like that and kind of like you were saying earlier at least kind of the way that i feel about this movie is that that's part of the experience and that the whole rather than it being a thing where like in the end like all of the connections are made and you're like oh this is why this thing is huge. very this easy is yeah um instead it's it just kind of leaves you having gone through this experience where everyone involved doesn't understand what is happening they're trying to understand it never really make any progress um you know to understanding it you know they kind of get the like oh well the dna is changing and stuff like that but you know especially like the the final scene with that being thing like There aren't any answers from that necessarily. Um, And it's kind of like, I think if you watch this movie kind of going in wanting to experience it and not necessarily like understand it, you know, like it's some cleanly buttoned up thing at the end. Um, in a way it kind of puts you in the shoes of the characters in a way that you'd not normally, For sure. because you know, they're pretty much in the same boat with you. And it's not like, I think, especially with that final interview scene, like it, I think Lena essentially makes it clear that like, she doesn't, you know, it's not like she knows, but then the movie doesn't communicate what she knows to
0: right. her. She yeah. still
1: doesn't understand it. And I think that it's kind of cool because, if you think about some crazy situation where something like this actually happens some thing from space comes crashes down there's some weird force that doesn't seem to you know abide by the like laws of physics and biology and stuff that we've been studying for hundreds of years um you know how all that stuff works on earth it's not going to be a thing where we necessarily can figure it out right away. right? right? So, you know, even, I think that's, we're not going to
0: take a sample and then know what to do. Right.
1: And I think that in a way th- there's kind of like a, a unique degree of realism in this movie related to that, where that in a way, I think it would kind of take a lot of, a lot of the whole experience out of it. If like at the end they're like, Oh, well this thing's here and it wants to, you know, consume, earth's resources or something like that because then you just write okay but you know the the idea that there's all of this weird unexplainable stuff that's hard to understand going on and we never really figure it out i think is kind of like you know what would happen if this exact situation played out you know kind of how it did in the movie even um and like when the the scientist that's interviewing her at the end is like, well, it has to have a purpose. It had to be doing something, you know. I think that kind of plays into it too, where like that's almost like, you know, whether it's intentional or not. I feel like that's kind of like the viewer being like, well, I still don't understand what happened.
0: Yeah, and- the movie has to have an end. Like, it's got to be. Yeah. That's re- and- That's a. That's really funny. That I. That is, like is the guy that's interviewing Lena just playing the part of us? Like, or is he the viewer just as much as we are, you know? And I think it's cool too, the way they, like you were saying, like there's that little certain point of realism for the movie to where, of course we want to think that, the scientists and the people that are in those types of positions that would be handling something like this would have an immediate answer. But no they fucking wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, they like I sense. like that they have all these credentials and all of that falls by the wayside as soon yeah. as they're inside and then they don't know what happens to four days. <laughs> like yeah. they are they and then we're just then we know everything they know. And they I think the movie does a really good job of laying the groundwork of the knowledge they like we have eventually this kind of the same knowledge that they do. Yeah. As far as like like basis of the communication stuff, the basis of, you know, cells divide and then multiply. So like, that's tight. That's pretty much all we need to know to understand what else is happening. That's just happening to an extreme degree throughout essentially the rest of this movie. Um, And I think that it, you know, like the only other person that really comes to mind are like other scientists in movies I think sometimes are so unattainable like a, like a Jeff Goldblum from yeah, they're either Jurassic like, Park where they're you know,
1: I have all the answers and either you don't listen to me or you do and like all that sort of thing
0: where like exactly.
1: you know, if we had all the answers then science wouldn't be a thing because you know, we have it all figured out
0: and constantly searching, yeah. you know,
1: there are there's so much, you know, even just in biology, like you know there are so many aspects about biology and life on earth that we still don't understand you know things that like like they they talk even a little bit about like aging in this movie and like i think there's some thing about how like well aging is like because of mistakes and you know it's like it's a fault in our DNA I think she calls it or something like yeah that, which is like kind of going along with like one theory of aging but we still don't fully understand or fully like agree on why things age you know we know some of the things that go into that process and like how your DNA changes over time and how that can right. you know, disrupt things and all that
0: there's obviously um, like the mortality and like yeah. the things that happen to us throughout our lives that take effect but that's yeah, really but, interesting too. yeah
1: so there's there's I mean it's it's kind of a neat thing where it's yeah, there's there's so much that we don't understand about biology and physics and geology and all the different things that those scientists are specialized in on Earth yeah. that, you know, it's kind of like, a you know, kind of when in all these sci fi movies where like the scientists like, you know, some weird blob that is like nothing like anything on Earth appears. Right. And like, oh, I, I understand this thing. Like, yeah,
0: we need to play really loud rock music.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, you know kind of given, given too much credit and not that like, you know, the scientists, if those scientists were real, like, wouldn't be smart or able to, you know, do sure. things, but it's, I think it is kind of a, it's an interesting and unique experience in this movie to kind of be like, you aren't going to understand it at the end. So like if people have watched or listened all the way and they haven't watched it all the way, or if you watch it again, you know, I feel like right. going in knowing even that you're not going to come out of it being like, Oh, okay, I get it. And just kind of experiencing it along the way, kind of learning some things that start to explain things, but then other things come up that complicate it further. You know, it's kind of like kind of the process of science where you're, you're always kind of trying to figure out things, but you know, simple explanation is never fully it. And there's something new that comes in that, that, Um, complicates things or changes how you think about what you've already found out and so on. And in the end, like, you know, if if this was real life and the shimmer was around for, you know, tens or twenties of years or something like they probably would have gotten some more answers, but right. You know, it's totally like, again, not realistic in the sense that like this sort of thing is going to happen. But if something like this did happen and it was, you know, going on for like a year or something, and it's not like COVID where it's like a worldwide global effort to understand it and collaborate and, you know, figure stuff out because they're like, right. keeping it secret in this movie, like totally realistic that a year or so into it, we would still understand very little just because, you know, there's no frame of reference for...
0: Well, and we're not getting anything back. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No information back from what they're trying, which sure. is also like probably very, I'm sure that even in things that you do a lot, like there, you spend some time just trying things that Absolutely. bring, and you're like, Oh, nope. Yep. You, keep trying. I, <laughs> just nothing there. Things that yeah. you know, end up not being what you
1: thought, which, you know, and then other times stuff just doesn't work and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, that's all kind of part of the process. And I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that there's, like, you know, like, you have to be a scientist to grasp it like this or something if you watch this movie. But I I think, like, if you accept the idea that it's not kind of, like, a typical movie where there's a story and, like, you know, some Christopher Nolan, like, at the Mm. end, everything comes together and makes sense. And, like, you leave the theater going, like, wow, it's cool how all these things connect. If you just kind of go in of, like, the experience of, like, something that is completely unfamiliar in some ways and familiar in others. Some of it you kind of understand, some of it you don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of like that in, Excel, in itself is a really neat experience that I think this movie does that I can't really think of many other recent movies that do that effectively, I guess.
0: No. Yeah. I was, I think this is a super unique, even like we've talked about a million times, like the way it looks, the sound design in this movie, like the structure and like some of the props they've used, like this is just a really unique movie experience. And I think that because of the, like the type of movie and like the movie that this is us talking about it at length, doesn't really like, Sure, there are things that you didn't know happen in the movie, but like there's nothing for us really to blow the lid off of because I think, like you said, like it's not necessarily meant to be completely understood and it's not meant to be this ABC like yeah. your father like moment in these in this movie. Um now, my question, my last question for you really is that am, is it bad for me to kind of think, that being a flower structure person in a worldwide garden of unity mm. is a bad th- like come on now let's yellow submarine this thing let's fucking <laughs> everyone in the world just becomes grapes there you go and we're all happy i mean it's ter- it's a terrifying thought actually but i yeah. part of me was like then they're like wouldn't like no one would i would have to worry about being verified on instagram <laughs> if if yeah. I could just, you know, if I just all of a sudden like laid down at Old Man's Cave in Ohio and then I just became a fern and then it was like, you know, I had like, you know, I learned jokes from other ferns. Like this fern went, you know, went to college at Juilliard for jokes. Um,
1: Can, you do that? And then, <laughs> <laughs> Can ferns yeah. go to Juilliard for jokes?
0: <laughs> well, the human that that fern once was did. Oh, okay. Um, you know, or I'm just like, yeah, not enjoying it but part of me you know the if i really 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 try to think of it as a positive thing would be like and they were all just one and then earth just becomes one gigantic living organism and that you know maybe sometimes they can become like a a shimmery silver surfer like that guy did (laughs) but what do you think what do you think
1: i don't know there's i mean something kind of related to that i think is that like even the way that they talk about that thing at the end, the like form or whether it's actually a form or if it's just like some physical version of this phenomenon or whatever, like the fact that it, you know, doesn't necessarily have something it wants; It's just, you know, producing more of itself essentially. Yeah. Which despite how unnatural all of this stuff is and that, specific case like that is pretty much how everything in nature is you know like, right you know besides you know we're used to thinking about people and like how oh, we have our dreams and goals and things like that but you know any organism you look out there like you can kind of project those similar feelings and thoughts to but when it comes down to it they are completely hardwired to reproduce Make just be more doing of what them. they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And you know, if you like look outside at like a pill bug walking around, like what's its purpose? I've had I've had students this I just remembered this, but when I teach evolutionary biology in in college down here, we um do a a few different labs that involve like dealing with invertebrates, like little beetles and stuff like uh-huh. that. And um, they do like, you know, study how their populations change when you put them in different conditions and things like that. And this, this one semester, I had a student come up to me very first day of class when we're setting up this like long semester experiment. And they're getting these, these little beetles, they're putting them in their, their little um, test tubes that they're going to, you know, raise them in and stuff. And this girl looks at him and she's like, so these are flower beetles, right? And I was like, yep. And she's like, so what is their purpose? And I was, it was actually like a hard question. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Vibing. I think I was like, what What do you mean exactly? Like, <laughs> right. She's like, what, why is it exist? Like, what is it here to do? I was like, it's just here to be a beetle, you know, right. and to do its, do, its best. do its best and make more <laughs> beetles. Like, you know, and I don't know if that was like.
0: What an interesting question. Yeah.
1: And, it, it, you know, it's hard because. I it was it was a good eye opening moment for me kind of as like a teacher, too, because for sure, that is probably something that, you know, is going through the minds of a lot of these students because, you know, they don't fully they've never really even thought about, you know, and this is like not even getting into like the religious side of things. But like, you know, if you yeah if you look outside and see like a squirrel or something like what's the purpose of that squirrel? right you know to be a squirrel right yeah Yeah. it's just it's just they're doing what it does and trying to survive and make more squirrels and right it does make me
0: sad though no keep going
1: well and i think i said like you know it's doesn't necessarily have like a purpose the beetle but you know it it wants to survive and you know be a beetle and she was like oh that's sad i was like no it's you know, it's not like the beetle is there thinking like, oh, I don't have a purpose. I suck. It's just. Like, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like,
0: <laughs> I'm the type of person like that's really interesting of like the purpose or like, what is it here to do? I am five steps behind you of being like, does a fly want to kiss? <laughs> like like sort of like do birds get like bummed out if there's like not enough space on like the tree for them yeah or, like, and do they yeah get, like, so picked like, on yeah and there's
1: definitely like you know it's not saying that like no animals besides humans have personalities or like certainly feel emotions or things like that because that's that's definitely not true but like you know there's there's kind of this ingrained part of of I think just like human culture and everything where like, you know, everyone has goals and like, you know, yeah, have a family or grow up and, you know, have their dream job and all this sort of thing. And like, right. When you try to, I think it's kind of just a default to then apply that similar thing to like, you know, trees and things like that. Right. Um And it's not. So the you're telling purpose, me a, the like, movie, a
0: dog's purpose is bullshit. Oh
1: Yeah. Well, Also, I think <laughs> they, like, I'm pretty sure that movie, they also like almost drowned dogs. Ew. Yeah, there was like, there was some shit where, you know, the whole movie is like, dogs are such wonderful things that we should. But
0: like they treated the dogs in the movie terribly? There's like
1: a, I think there's like a scene where like a dog saves someone that's drowning. That's true. And they like threw the dogs in the water so much that they were like, Actually, struggling exhausted. to not, yeah, they're like exhausted, and like I think they did that intentionally so that it seemed more dramatic and not just like a dog's, just like what? Yeah, I don't oh, remember all the that, details. That's
0: but, a whole different podcast. Yeah, fucking shut that
1: down. Yeah, anyways, don't don't mean to bum me out, <laughs> but,
0: but yeah,
1: so you know, and it's so not to
0: squirrel hugs.
1: Yeah, um, So not saying that like you know all all other organisms are just like mindless robots that want to reproduce, right. but um this idea that this thing comes here and, you know, is just trying to survive and, you know, create more of itself is kind of a neat thing because, you know, it's obviously very foreign looking and unnatural looking and all that. But in a way, like kind of behaving as just, you know, even with what it's doing, you know, typically organisms aren't like completely changing the biology of other organisms around them to the extent that this thing was, but like for real, it kind of had, like, a purely natural, you know, purpose in quotes when it got here, which was to not necessarily have a purpose, but just to exist and...
0: and Yeah, well, I'm thinking about it, too, like, nerdily thinking, like, well, if it has been in our solar system for presume like presumably it's gone somewhere else or more of these things potentially have gone to other planets like it's going to find success on earth so it's going to obviously continue to yeah yeah go like it's you know it's going to keep the, if it's going to find it's going to grow and grow and grow and it's going to continue to be successful because of the situation that it's found here so like you were yep. saying like it might not have a purpose it's just a trying its best and like realizing that where it is is somewhere where it can thrive. So it's obviously going to do that to its full extent.
1: Yeah. And it's not, not like explicitly like malicious or like evil or wants to like kill people or anything, you know, like besides the, the venturous woman kind of just becoming like star material (laughs) out of nowhere. Which is tight. um, It doesn't like actually injure anyone specifically. And and you know, like it, results in these terribly mutated organisms but like right those deer that you talked about earlier um seem fine and seem happy and like the plants yeah. and stuff
0: so it's well it's that i mean a, the bear was fine and happy i mean yeah you no, know, it, it was just doing its thing hunting and like doing its yeah. thing but like that yeah that whole ecosystem and that's really that's like another wild thing to think about of just like again in like for a sci-fi movie to not be like man versus alien, but just like this happened. Well, and it kind and of like I I mean, this it, event it, is taken. Yeah,
1: it is framed or it does feel like it is like man versus alien or whatever this thing is for the right. you know, most of the movie. But I think it's kind of in that last like interview scene where she's like, you know, it. I don't think it had a purpose. I don't think it actually attacked mm-hmm. me. I attacked it. And it was like, he said like it was destroying everything around it and she said no it was creating things
0: yeah it was um, yeah
1: which you know is is just kind of a I think then it's kind of a thing where if you think about like you know I don't know it's refreshing and that it's not just like an explicitly like evil creature right. thing because even that that kind of climax scene where it's, it's kind of a fight, but it's, it is like, this thing is just kind of mimicking and almost like trying to learn from her to the point where like when she isn't being aggressive with it, it's not like coming after her or anything like that too. So even that, like, if you kind of think about that whole scene after the fact or watch it again and kind of yep. think about it that way because i think you know the first time i think even when i watched it it's like you know this is very clearly protagonist versus like antagonist here but yeah you know like when she collapses and falls down and like passes out on the ground it just kind of like lays down next to her like it's just kind right. of like okay
0: this is what we do now this sort is of what thing. we're doing yeah. right like again like that's led to success for its you know other iterations all around the world right so like it mimicking those plants or like you know dividing or you know um that's allowed it to kind of spread throughout is like finding the successful things that what it's mimicking or what it's taking into does and then just replicating those over and over and over again
1: yeah so it's i mean i think all this to say it's i guess my my summary statement here is that a lot of people i think will watch this movie and hate it because they don't understand it. Yeah. And I don't understand it. Right. I think understanding that that's maybe not even the point, you know, Mm -hmm. is to fully grasp it kind of makes it, you know, a unique experience that if you can kind of put yourself in the right mindset to appreciate it and enjoy it for that, I think. um,
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And it it is hard because, you know, like 99.9% of movies are, we expect them to like tell us a story that concludes at the end. Um, And this one also isn't like, you know, like some crazy obvious art film that like, you know, obviously we aren't supposed to get like a story from this. It's
0: kind of presented as like an action thriller, but like you really, like you were saying, like I having watched it now once kind of like one and a half times, watched a couple of videos and now talking to you for almost two hours about it. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I don't think I know anything more about, like, yeah. I don't know if we, I've like uncovered anything new. Like there were a couple, like the skull thing or like details of what I maybe didn't visually see. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I really liked this movie. I thought it was, I thought it was better than I had expected. Uh, any kind of like straight to streaming release, I'm just oh, I don't know why. Even I was in theaters. theaters. Don't oh it was yeah, yeah I saw it in why theaters. Why did I think it was like a Netflix movie?
1: No, it it came out was it 2017 or 18? I think yeah, oh, I saw, well, I saw it I'm, in theaters. I blew it
0: and I missed it. Well um, then that's that's a poo poo to me.
1: No, well it it didn't um it didn't do well. I don't think do pretty um, well. Yeah, so I don't think it was in theaters for very long. Um, damn because well, I think I, again you know even like the trailers kind of make it out right. to be like this sci-fi action movie and it's kind of like a slow burn mind fuck horror movie yeah in the end which I'm sure you know most people that went to see it weren't expecting and weren't really wanting
0: yeah and I like it too because you know again like what I was saying with like you and I talking about it for so long like I feel like we could keep talking about it and that is something that is rare. I think with movies is that the discussions are something that it like generates are longer than what the actual (laughs) thing is. Right. So like you can think about, and then I like when I, when I obviously I knew that it, I knew that there was a, like there was a novel or a story that this was written and then like turned into a movie. And I'm like, is this book like 700 pages long? It's like 120 pages. I read it.
1: I read it in one sitting.
0: Yeah, that's really I like that a lot too. Because then that probably leads me to think that, again, it's not like some of the really thick science fiction to where they break everything down to you. And like, you know, my my roommates are reading like the Red Mars series, and I was like. You know, there's like really intricate, like fracking details, yeah. or like, you know, like sodium compounds or like how these like planets are all built together. and Like they really break it down to you. And I think that there's some really dense things going on in this movie. And for me, obviously, like being curious about it, but not having that thick of a background, like I was still able to get stuff without yeah. feeling stupid. And then also knowing that, that's kind of the point right is it that, yeah that's, like you were that's saying, the like, thing familiar too familiar enough but different enough yeah to like you know what you don't know i guess in this in this story
1: yeah and realizing that you know the characters don't understand it either i think it's mm-hmm. kind of a big part of that too because you know I, I mean i think people think like you know if i don't get this movie then the movie did a bad job of presenting right
0: they didn't do it they didn't tell me the right stuff
1: but yeah when you you think about like you know the people in the movie don't have they don't end the movie knowing what's going on you know yeah so it's it's okay for you to feel the same way because you are in the same boat as them um one last quick thing about the book uh totally you should read it anyone that likes yeah, the movie I'm gonna, or sounds I'm interested in this should steal a copy
0: it. from one of my roommates
1: it's very different um I read it before I saw the movie knowing that the movie was coming out and knowing that I mm-hmm. thought it was cool um There's, I mean, there's obvious similarities in places, but I'd say almost all of the major plot points of the movie are completely different from the book. Interesting. Um, There are some kind of obvious connections, some kind of vague connections where you'll be like, oh, I think that was kind of this thing in the movie. But um, it's definitely a very similar experience where it's it's an experience. It's not like a, a perfectly buttoned up story at the end. Of yeah, the sort of thing. Um, but That's I awesome. yeah, I would I'm definitely sure going to read it. It's it's short enough um, that I would encourage anyone. You know, It's also cheap on Amazon or bookshop or whatever. Um, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. If you like the movie or if you didn't like the movie, you might even like the book because, again, it's it's very, very it's different. different. Cool. With kind of the main, the main connecting thing being that there's this area and people go in. Yeah, like they don't even they don't refer to anyone by name in the book. It's the biologist, the psychologist. Yeah, like the main character's name is the biologist.
0: Oh, so we were just on we were on point calling them by their specializations anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really.
0: (laughs) See, I wrote the book. Um. Well, dude, that's awesome. I think. Yeah. My my final thoughts on the on the movie as well. And they're not final thoughts There's final thoughts of this podcast. Cause we could talk into the, the wee hours of the night, but um, I would absolutely recommend watching it. I am definitely going to read it. And like you were saying, go in with an open mind. Don't expect to have the, uh, the full blueprint after this. If you listen to the podcast, we just did. Um, you're going to understand that there's not, you know, there's not, everything is not flushed out in this movie. I really, really enjoyed it uh, watch it with some, watch it with some friends, turn the lights out, you know, and, and
1: yeah. The, and try to really re- just enjoy it. immerse yourself in it. Cause like, yeah. And if you're on your phone or something, you know, you're going to, you're
0: going to miss little things for sure. Uh,
1: yeah. The real effectiveness is, I think is just kind of going in for the ride and
0: mm-hmm. trying to feel like you're kind and of, And it's not long. It doesn't drag on. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah. it, it moves really, really well. It's paced really well. So yeah, I would say put your phone on airplane or whatever, leave it in the bedroom. Uh, and like really like give this, give this movie your attention, have like a, an experience when watching it. And I think you'll really enjoy it
1: right on, man.
0: Radical. Well, (laughs) Blair, thank you so much for coming back onto the seven day boogie. We're going to have you back. I know that you and I have discussed some, some fun movies to watch and uh, get, working on talking about in the future maybe we'll understand those movies maybe who knows is there are there any you know final thoughts something you want to leave the glisteners with today
1: oh i don't know go outside walk around in the woods and just look at stuff there you go about how cool it is
0: absolutely yeah i think we all need right now i think I think being okay, not understanding stuff is tight and knowing that sometimes things are just going to happen and and controlling what you can control. And like you said, going outside, doing what you can, uh, taking the time to enjoy what you know you do is important. Like albino alligators with concentric rows of teeth. Um, so (laughs) thank you again, Blair, for listening. Thank you to all of you for glistening. Follow me on Instagram at seven day boogie and we will be back next time bye